Welcome back to Let's Talk Sales, the podcast for anyone interested in growing sales. In honor of Black History Month, we are re-airing an episode from last year on building connections featuring guest Regina Gwynn. Regina is the co-founder of Black Women Talk Tech. After you listen to this episode, be sure to check out Black Women Talk Tech's website and their work. They're an awesome collective to support and they host many events, webinars, and have a great number of resources. Their information will be listed in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Sales and enjoy the show. This is Elizabeth Frederick, as always, and I am really excited about today's guest because it has been a long time coming as we've scheduled and rescheduled this interview quite a few times. She has been super flexible and and great to work with. I am speaking to one of the co-founders of Black Women Talk Tech, which is a tech conference designed specifically for Black women tech entrepreneurs to create a space where they can be seen and heard and have their ideas invested in. She's worked as a product development and marketing executive. She's launched multiple brands. She also worked as a management consultant and founded her own tech startup. Welcome to the show, Regina Gwynn. Hello, hello. How are you? I am doing so well, and I'm so glad that we could have this conversation today. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you can join me. I just shared the high-level bullets of your bio, but I'd love it if you could introduce yourself to our listeners as well. Absolutely. My name is Regina Gwen, and I'm one of the co-founders of Black Women Talk Tech. BWTT is a collective of Black women tech entrepreneurs focused on building billion-dollar businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, As you mentioned, myself and my co-founder, Associate Gadero, we are both tech entrepreneurs. We founded tech startups um, back in the day and really had firsthand experience understanding the challenges and navigating that tech ecosystem you know, raising money, um, you know, finding your the right technical talent, finding your CTO. And so we started a conference. Uh, we wanted to be able to gather uh, women and resources together in order for us to move the needle on the business, on our businesses. What, what kind of education, what kind of investors, what kinds of conversations are necessary? Because the, the talent was there and the opportunities were there. We had to blend the opportunities with the resources together. Um, and so we launched BWTT in 2017, uh, hoped that we'd have 50 people come to our first event, and we had over 300 RSVPs. And that's when we were like, oh, this actually might be something. Um, let's see what we can do next year and the year after that and the year after that. So fast forward five years later, we just had our fifth annual conference um, digitally um, in August of this year, where we had over 2,700 um, conference attendees from technologists to engineers to entrepreneurs to those who want to start startups, um, those who want to work in tech um, can all come to this community and be supported by our partners um, and our media, our media partners and, and other sponsors. Wonderful. You are a great communicator on that. Um, right. I want to I maybe take a, a step back into specifically why you saw the need um, mm-hmm. for an organization specifically focused on Black women in tech. I think for some of us, maybe we've heard some of the stories about challenges that Black women entrepreneurs face, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure you have a better understanding of that than I do, obviously, Absolutely. as a Black woman entrepreneur. So could yeah. you kind of share um, some of the, the reasons that you decided that this was a necessary thing? Absolutely. So when we think about Black women being the fastest growing demographic of entrepreneurs in the country, and yet we only get access to 0.06% of venture Mm -hmm. capital funding, there's a disconnect there. 
Um, and when we think about particularly building a tech business versus any other what's called a lifestyle business, a daycare center, a dog cleaners, a dry cleaner, something like that, uh, there are very unique kinds of systems, um, research and development and, and access to tech technology, technical code and innovations that are necessary in order to build these scalable businesses, right? This is not, you know, your regular mom and pop. We're, we're trying to build the next Uber, the next Fresh Direct. Um, and so when you're trying to get that kind of information, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a quote unquote secret society. There's all this jargon that's thrown about, you know, who's on your cap table? What does your tech stack look like? You know, what kind of MVP are you working on? So, you know, <laughs> part of this is just saying, Hey, we're tearing the covers off of everything. I'm telling every secret <laughs> I'm telling everybody who will listen, um, who wants to start a company or has also wanted to scale their business. You know, you are able to get to a certain level by yourself and through your hustle and grit, but how do you make it from a million to 10 million in revenue? How do you get from 10 mm. million to a hundred million in revenue? Those are the untold stories that, that we are here to tell at our conferences. Um, we now have digital programming um, year round. We also host um, a number of webinars, educational opportunities, and, and connections to investors. And so that was really the, but the reason why, you know, to come back to the question was really to say, you know, we've got to provide education because success is when opportunity meets preparation and these women mm -hmm. are prepared. It was just that the opportunities weren't being served up. Definitely. And I know we can all kind of picture, you know, if you think of Silicon Valley and, and who you see there, it's, mm -hmm. it's not a whole lot of black women who mm -hmm. are well networked into that space. And so, like right. you said, there, there are going to be partners that you might be able to connect with. There are going to be people who are willing to, um, you know, provide some free consulting and some, some advice and, um, you know, maybe, maybe partner together on things and all mm -hmm. of these opportunities that happen when you're in a network and when you've got access to people and when you're kind of shut out from that, when, when you don't have the penetration into that network, uh, it, you're, you're blocked from so many of these opportunities that people don't even recognize. You know, it's not just, although it is, you know, the, the specific dollars that you get invested, right. but it's all of the other kind of social connections that happen Absolutely. outside of that as well. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the, it's the social capital, right? Mm -hmm. It's the social currency that we have to build. Um, that is absolutely through being introduced to the right mentors, the right advisors for your team, um, those that can make introductions for you, those that can advocate for you when you're not in the room. Um, it, those those relationships are even more important than the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like you get the money and then what are you going to do with it, right? When you get that check for a hundred thousand dollars, who's the first person that you hire? What is the mm -hmm. first bill that you pay? You know, being able to understand what what is that, you know, unique pathway that's going to make you a billion dollar business is really key. Definitely. Um, I don't know if you have any, but I'd love to hear if you have any stories about um, relationships that you've seen kind of flourish mm -hmm. um, as a result of some of the uh, conferences and other events that you've put together. Sure, sure, absolutely. Actually, we love to tell the uh, the story of our our very first conference, the conference mm -hmm. that we hoped, you know, we'd get fifty people, and we actually ended up stuffing about a hundred <laughs> into this very <laughs> small conference room. Um, but a young lady there actually was introduced to her very first investor, 
um, wow. that investor gave her $50,000. And so that was in February of 2017. And by the end of 2017, she was making uh, seven figure revenue. Wow. Um, and so it was just that little bit of funding that allowed her to really skyrocket in sales. And as a result, two years later in 2019, she raised one of the largest series A rounds uh, for a black woman entrepreneur. So um, her name is Crystal ATN. She's the founder of Ruby Love. And, you know, <laughs> excuse me, that was, we're so, we're, we're so, we're not only proud of her, but we knew she could do it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was no surprise. We were excited, but like, there was no surprise. There are there are countless founders um, that have been introduced to entrepreneurs. I'm sorry, introduced to investors, put into investment pipelines as the result of coming to our conferences, getting getting checks, um, you know, having checks written on the spot, uh, having checks written two to three months after you know that initial introduction uh, at our conferences. Um, and so, and these are the only the ones we've heard about, uh, as opposed to I'm sure there are even more um, that we don't know. But it, it is exactly you know that curation um, that ma- that we al- we make sure that the right people are in the right rooms having the right conversations um, that really makes our conferences so special. Definitely, and I, I wanted to you you kind of led into what I wanted to talk about next. I'm sure that it's it's uh, it's a challenging thing. You know, this is not just put up a put up a flyer book a room and, and get people right. there. You, right. you have a lot of work in putting together the right agenda, finding the right speakers, mm. um, putting together different tracks of learning. How do you kind of look at, um, look at planning as, as you, as you think about these events, how do you put them together in such a way that you're accomplishing the goals that you have? Sure. You know, in the very beginning, we did not know what we were doing. <laughs> Just to be very honest, what we did know though was that we had attended countless conferences and mm-hmm. we had, we had gone to various events and known when it was a good use of our time and when it wasn't. And so, I do think that the thing that makes us very unique is that we are founders ourselves, and so we know what good looks like in terms of what kinds of conversations and what kind of topics and education would we have wanted um, when we were starting our businesses and what would have helped us scale our businesses. And so that has always been kind of our guiding light um, in terms of when we start off every year in our, in our planning season, you know, what are the things that we're seeing in the market? If I've heard about SPACs more than three times, we should probably have a conversation about SPACs, right? If, we've, if I've heard about cryptocurrency and NFTs and Bitcoin more than three times, you know what? That's probably a topic that we should talk about. So um, to, to really demystify, because oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, you think about, you, you see these conversations or you see these words and these catchphrases, you know, bandied about, but you don't really know. And you just kind of laugh and like, oh, yeah, of course I know. And you really don't know. So um <laughs> So I do think that we start there and we also think really, we think about our, our customer, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, who is, who is she? Um, what stage, uh, in what stage is she in her business and what can we offer that's different than what we offered her last year? You know, we do, mm-hmm. we have attendees that have gone, attended every single conference from 2017 to 2021 you know, they come back because there's something different and something new and interesting every single year. Um, so it's up to us to continue to push the push the envelope there and make sure that we stay on the edge. Definitely. Um, and that, you know, as I think of all of the entrepreneurs that I know, 
it, it's so easy to get just kind of head down into your business and be focused so much on doing the work that you're not going to be able to stay on top of all of the trends. And mm -hmm. you can't try to stay on top of everything because then you're yeah. not going to be focused on your business. So you're kind of curating, okay, guys, this is actually important enough to pay attention to. This right. isn't just one of those um, flash in the pan sort of things. And let's let's take some time, tell you what you need to know about it so mm -hmm. that um, you can see if it's an opportunity that makes sense for your business or not. And that's a, that's a huge benefit to entrepreneurs who they have a lot of other <laughs> responsibilities than just yes. kind of mining the internet for, for ideas. For sure, for sure. Um, when you when you find um, different uh, speakers and guests for these events and to share with your audience, what um, what kinds of people are you looking for? Are you looking for those investors potentially, or are you looking for subject matter experts? Kind of a mix. What is the what's the kind of speaker profile that you find? That's a great question. Um, you know, when we think about our speakers, they should definitely be subject matter experts. So, um, you know, who are they in their field? Um, you know, why, why are they an authority on this particular topic? Um, that's important to us, as well as making sure that we have a very diverse set of speakers. We want to be able to, you know, to kind of amplify the voices of men and women and, you know, all people of color, um, such that we can talk about things other than diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that we, we're talking about blockchain, we're talking about, <laughs> excuse me, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Um, and so, you know, that making sure that the, that, that speaker population is diverse is, is very, very key. Um, we also want to, we, we like to have a mixture. So, you know, they may come from academia, so, you know, there's, there might be, uh, we, this past, in August, we had um, Tim Nick Gabriel, who was a, or who is a kind of the preeminent voice on artificial intelligence and um, the challenges that it, that it poses to um, access for people of color. So, you know, and she was a former Googler um, and was fired because of um, her, you know, her being outspoken about mm -hmm. the ways in which um, artificial intelligence was being used. But um, her her interviewer um, came from you know came from from academia, so it was you know it was interesting to kind of blend the speakers from different all aspects of both the public and the private sector, um, because we don't want it to be so focused on consumer. We don't want it to be so focused on corporate. There's there needs to be a diversity of thought um, and a diversity of perspective. So, you know, we, we're definitely mindful of it not being, you know, all women, all men, all people of color, all not. Like, it should just be, like, the strongest voices um, that can tell, the, the, that can communicate clearly and effectively and, um, and explain things, you know, like you're talking to a, you know, a nine-year-old. <laughs> Definitely. Um, are there any trends that you, you're kind of keeping your eye on as you look at planning next year's event? Um, I know you've, you've touched on a few different ideas, but are there any um, key things that, that you're thinking might be important to discuss in 2022? Sure. You know, when I clearly, you know, we're still in this crazy global pandemic and supply chain and distribution challenges will continue to plague us. Um, it has laid bare some problems that the industry has had for 
decades and that just never got disrupted. You know, it was mm-hmm. never disrupted with technology. And so, you know, anyone working on supply chain distribution, 3PL, um, you know, innovations, you're in a real good space. <laughs> you're in a very, very good place right now. And, you know, how how can we start to amplify that and and kind of, you know, bust the door open in order to get more people working on some of these pain points. So I would definitely say supply chain tech. I would say, you know, as I think I mentioned already, like Bitcoin and crypto continue to, it, it's been trending. So mm-hmm. um, I think we'll continue to touch on it. Um, and then, you know, there are so many new financing vehicles out here. You hear about, like I said, special purpose acquisition companies. You mm-hmm. hear about, you know, special purpose vehicles, SPVs in, in NFT. Like there's like all these acronyms right now. So um, we'll, we'll definitely touch on some of these financing vehicles and not necessarily um, because it might relate to your early stage business, but more importantly, just so that you're just keeping your finger on the pulse of what's happening and you want to follow the money. Um, whenever, you know, whenever I, I, I start to think about trends, I say, where's the money going? Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow the money, you'll find the trend. Definitely. Now, I know you do um, events and, and you're providing opportunities now between the event, between the conferences mm-hmm. themselves. So I'd love if you could talk maybe a little bit about some of those um, learning opportunities and networking opportunities that you're providing in between the Roadmap to Billions events. Sure. So again, as, you, as we just talked about, we, we started off just one event a year. You know, like it took everything in us to, to put on one event a year. Um, and now we've expanded to three conferences a year. We've got Black Women Talk Tech's conference. We also now have a Black Men Talk Tech event, which we just hosted in Miami in October. And we have the Face of a Founder Summit, um, which is a one-day digital conference focused on finance and fundraising. So, so now not only, you know, so we still, you know, we have these three events, but there's still clearly plenty of opportunity to have conversation in between them. Um, so we launched a digital platform. Uh, we launched a digital platform that allows us to upload content. So you'll get tons of content, uh, a weekly digest of that content for you to see either replays of our previous conferences. You can also uh, connect with other, uh, with other community members. Uh, you can also host events in your local market. Um, so we have nine anchor cities that you can you know, host an event and have kind of additional Black Women Talk Tech resources to support. Um, and then we also have Black Students Talk Tech, which is an initiative for HBCUs, uh, HBCU students to, um, to learn how to start a startup mm-hmm. um, and go through a pitch competition, which would the winner of which will receive an all expense paid trip to New York. So that is happening in January. And <laughs> it's, it starts in January and it culminates in coming to New York in February. That is really great to hear because I know um, you've got, again, that that kind of pipeline, especially through, you know, Stanford and, and some of the West Coast mm-hmm. um, elite universities where you see a lot of people, again, forming relationships, mm-hmm. um, getting a lot of nurturing and development, being physically close to investors. Mm-hmm. And then um, I know I've heard about um, even some HBCUs are, are not scored as highly when people are um, using, you know, algorithms to evaluate resumes. Absolutely. And it's, it's a really, um, it's a really concerning 
thing because th- these are these are excellent schools. These are schools that are hard to get into. They're not. Mm-hmm. This isn't you know nothing wrong with community colleges, but this yeah. isn't your local community college. Yeah, and yet you've got right. these students who aren't necessarily getting the intense um, focus and opportunity uh, as people at at, at other. Um, institutions. And so to have um, a real just focus on on talking tech and on, on really figuring out how to do startups and, and what are those first steps to take, that's a really exciting opportunity that you guys are providing. Yeah, we're really very, very excited about it. Um, Google has been an amazing partner um, in helping support and standing up this program for the first time. This is the first cohort um, that will go through in January. And, you know, I think about my own story where, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur. So I grew up, you know, seeing firsthand, you know, somebody coming home every day and talking about their new business and getting things started and creating their first set of business cards and having their grand opening. And and so the earlier you're exposed to entrepreneurship, um, the more time you have to ideate and think about whether it's for you, number one, and number two, if it's for you, what are what kind of business are you going to create? So it was really important to us to start to introduce entrepreneurship to a younger audience, um, you know, and and this was the way in which we wanted to do that. Um, and and we're like I said, we're very excited about the, the initial response. Um, applications uh, just opened, and we'll keep them open uh, through the end of November. And and I think we'll have a really good group of folks come next year. Definitely. Uh, now, something that I saw um, on the web pages for your events um, that I, I think is a pretty unique thing is when I looked at the list of sponsors, mm-hmm. it indicated which ones were hiring. And mm. it almost seemed like you're, you're kind of providing, um, it's not a job fair, but you're providing a little bit of that functionality as mm-hmm. well. Can you, can you kind of talk about that and why you decided that that's a strategy that you want to include in these conferences? Yes, yes. So, when we conducted um, our research a couple of years ago, we did one of the largest um, research reports of Black women entrepreneurs, and we discovered that about that over 70% of all Black women founders are solo entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and they're bootstrapping their businesses through their full-time jobs. And so when we thought about that, it's like, okay, well, the entrepreneurs want to be, want to, you know, work on their startup, but they still need to have a job. Right. Because uh-huh. right now that job is their access to, you know, bootstrapping their businesses. So, you know, when we, we talked to some of our corporate partners and they were very interested in, in you know, coming to our, our community and, and presenting jobs, it, we had to test it. You know, Elizabeth, we were we were very um, wary, <laughs> shall we say, <laughs> because we didn't want to have conflicting messages. It's like, OK, we'll start your own business and be your own boss. But here are the jobs <laughs> that you should work. For exactly. So, you know, what it was really understanding that you, there, there are steps to this, right? Like you, there, this, there's still stepping stones that a lot of entrepreneurs are going through in order to get to that point where you can leave your job. But in the, in the meantime, you want the best job that you can get. Um, also, as we started to grow our entrepreneur community, we also grew the, the number of people who wanted to work for a startup, the, the mm-hmm. ones who wanted to become a part of a founding team. They may not be the CEO and have the initial vision, but they want that entrepreneurial experience. Um, and a lot of companies like those entrepreneurial minded candidates for roles that they may have at their companies. So, um, so we're, we, the test went very well. 
Um, we've gotten some really great feedback from our partners um, around candidates that they've since hired, you know, from from coming to our conference just what two months ago. <laughs> so so we're excited that that has in fact um, proven out to 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 show some some signs of traction. So we'll definitely continue to explore more recruiting opportunities um, next year. Definitely. I, I can completely see what you mean about not wanting to send a mixed message. But mm-hmm. um, as you said, you know, I, I don't know many people who started a new business and didn't have a job at the same time. Um, you know, it, it takes yeah. it takes <laughs> a, a certain foundation of wealth or yes. something that's going yeah. to enable that to happen yeah. without yeah. you, you know, losing your home and not having anything to eat. So and but also because you guys are, are, are working with sponsors and partners who are in tech spaces, mm-hmm. if, if they're the ones who are hiring, this isn't just get any job you can get, you know, an HR job at, at some right. sort of a company um, where you're not going to be meeting the right people, but instead you're, you're potentially forming networks and professional relationships with the kind of people who might be future investors and future employees and partners um, and other people. So it's, it's also that kind of, curated list, again, of opportunities that could be um, beneficial in a lot of ways. You got it. Um, so you mentioned a couple of a couple of different initiatives that you have coming up. Are there any specific events you have upcoming that um, that you want to recommend to our listeners or, or share with our listeners? Sure. So November 14th, we're having a webinar on uh, intellectual property. Um, so one of our amazing partners, Davis Wright Tremaine, is a law firm um, based in New York, and they will be talking to us about how are we protecting our intellectual property, especially in those early stages of your business, right? Like you, you know, you know you're onto something, you know you have some ideas, and you don't want to, or you want to prevent as, as much of a copycat, if you will, um, as possible. What what are, what is what are your rights, and and how do you make sure that you safeguard? Um, your innovations. We'll talk about that on November 14th. And then, you know, it's the holidays. So, so we will, we'll, we'll have some internal, you know, holiday parties and things, but um, our next large event um, is February 24th. So February 24th is our Face of a Founder Summit. Um, It's a Thursday from 10 to 5, and we'll really just dig into all things finance and fundraising. You know, at, at our regular conference, we talk about everything, marketing, culture, leadership, operations, sales hack, growth, whereas February 24th, it's all about the money. Um, <laughs> and how do we, how do we get it? And what are we, how are we looking at alternative ways of financing outside of, you know, venture capital? There's, there's so many ways, equity crowdfunding, um, angel investing, there's loans, there's credit cards, there's access to different lines of credit. So, you know, the more, the more education, right? Like how do we just equip you with the right tools and then you make the decisions, okay? You know, you, once you have the information, then you make the decision on what's best for your business. Definitely. That sounds like um, such an important conversation. And uh, that's another one of those things that if you don't um, come from a background where that's a part of your day-to-day life, whether um, it's a parent or whether it's, you know, the community that you're involved in, it's so, 
it's so confusing. It's something that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You kind of know how how some companies were founded. And you're like, well, that doesn't work for me. And then you might be really limited in the ideas that you come up with in terms of how to how to grow your company. And I would imagine that's what leads to a lot of those bootstrapping, um, you know, solo entrepreneurs who are really struggling to get to that next level of growth. So having um, a lot of different ideas and examples and best practices uh, is a real benefit to those people who, you know, again, they've, they've got the, they've got what it takes. They just right. don't necessarily know how to leverage their own skills and expertise to, to get the money that they need. You know, we get, we get requests for replays of our content all the time. Um, you know, the, the, the community is hungry for this information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they know, they know that they're missing something. Um, and, and that's the part that, you know, is, is makes it such a great fit because, you know, they know they're missing something. They just don't know what it is. Right. And we're here to tell them this is it. Um, you know, because we've been there, we've been in their shoes. We know the struggle we have been, we we have experienced the frustration to be sure. Um, and, and it's, and it's our, our mission, you know, it's, it's really just our, our passion to, to make sure that we're providing access. Definitely. One thing I always like to ask our guests is, are there any resources that you would recommend for our listeners? Um, that could be content. It could be um, groups, member, you know, communities that they could join. Um, just anything that you would recommend for our listeners. Sure. So, of course, I would recommend BlackWomenTalkTech.com. <laughs> <laughs> Please come to our website, sign up for our newsletter, follow us on social media. Um, definitely there's, we, we put out a, um, a newsletter every other week that is chock full of information, um, accelerator programs, grant opportunities, job postings, other events to attend. It's, you know, we don't sit here and say, oh, this is the only event that you should go to. Absolutely not. Um, and so, you know, definitely sign up for our newsletter and that that's a great way to get just kind of a, a place that's just chock full of resources. I'd also recommend um, Hello Alice. Um, they are a great partner and a great resource for, you know, just all things entrepreneurship. Um, they've also done a few research reports, so they really do understand some of the unique challenges that face women. Um, so, so definitely check that out. Um, when it comes to sales, you know, it's interesting. It's the sales profession is such an interesting space. Um, you know. It's, it's over, it's, it's not to say that it's overlooked, but it gets lumped in with marketing so often. And it's a very unique and different skill set to be a, to be a sales leader versus a marketing mm-hmm. leader. Um, and so I think, you know, the, the more, the more, the sales resources that I've used really has just been LinkedIn, to be honest, you know, there's so many different um, journals and publications and groups out there. But I find that, you know, when I've added some of those keywords into my LinkedIn feed, um, that all types of really interesting articles start to pop up. So um, I, I'm, if you're not on LinkedIn or if you aren't leveraging LinkedIn, um, definitely would consider that a, a very important resource. Definitely. I can't tell you how many people seem to just view LinkedIn as a place to have your resume. And oh, no. it's, it's a whole lot more than that. A lot more. Now, if listeners want to, um, if, if, if they want to, if they align with your vision, with your, with your mission and they want to help out, they want to contribute in some way, what are some opportunities that, that people have to contribute? Oh, that's a great question. 
Um, we have, well, we'd love if, if anyone is in the New York area and would love to volunteer um, on our events. Um, our, our next event after the February event is in May. It's May 20th and 21st. So definitely, um, you know, we will need volunteers for that event. Um, and then, you know, apart from that, I think the best way to support um, is through, you know, there's just following us on social media, following us on or signing up for our email newsletter. Um, we are actively hiring. Um, so we have a couple of job openings for our organization ourselves. Um, we are looking for uh, a sales, you know, a someone, a sales manager. So um, if I'm happy to put that link or share that link with you, Elizabeth, um, as well as an executive director for our nonprofit arm. Um, so, you know, and if, if you do align with the vision and mission um, and would be interested in, in helping or even referring us to, to those that might be interested, definitely, you know, please feel free to reach out. Definitely. Um I'd, I'd love it if you could talk a little bit about that nonprofit arm. Yes, yes. So Black Women Talk Tech was founded in 2017, as you know. Um, and in 2019, we started Black, uh, sorry, Talk Tech Association, our nonprofit arm. Um, this allowed us to really start to have some of those local community grassroots type of initiatives um, where we could, you know, talk about the conference on the Black Women Talk Tech side and then continue those educational opportunities in those local markets um, through the association, through, through the nonprofit arm. Um, and so we've been up and running for the past three years, um, and we're looking to, to take the organization to, a, to an even higher and, and even bigger uh, direction through some of the research. As I mentioned before, um, the research study that we conducted, um, we are ready to, to really expand on those insights and so we'd love to be able to use those insights, use the initial survey to conduct a second round um, and really start to expand on you know, what that could look like. Definitely. Well, that sounds um, that's so incredibly important to, you know, if we want to solve any sort of problems and challenges, we need to have the data and have the information. And I, I heard you rattle off some stats as we've been talking about today. <laughs> and if you if you if you don't know that, it can be just so easy to to make decisions based on assumptions. And exactly. A lot of those assumptions are incorrect. So. Yep. And it's easy to write it off. Right. It's easy to say, oh, well, this is just your opinion or this is just, you know, your ideas. But no, this is based off of uh, the first report was based off of over 800 women um, who, who took our survey. So this is, you know, pretty substantial data that that we've been able to, to really stand up uh, a lot of the assumptions that we had. But that's now been backed up with with statistically significant analysis. Definitely, definitely. Well, if um, I think you already shared, but if listeners want to learn more, where can they find you? Sure, www.blackwomentalktech.com. Um, feel free to shoot shoot us an email. The hello at blackwomentalktech.com comes right to me. So I'm more than happy to to hear from anyone, and get, looking forward to to working with you all. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much for speaking with me today, Regina. I really enjoyed our conversation. Elizabeth, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into today's show. You can find the notes and resources for everything Regina and I have been talking about today at criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod 328. As a reminder, 
it's a great idea to subscribe to the show. That way you get every new episode as soon as it goes live. You can subscribe for free wherever you're listening right now. We'd love to hear feedback. You can leave us ratings and reviews wherever you're listening. Or email us if you've got questions, if you've got guest suggestions. Um, you can email us at podcast at criteriaforsuccess.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CFS Playbook. And check out the blog at criteriaforsuccess.com slash insights. Let's Talk Sales is a production of Criteria for Success. Happy selling!